Section 40 of the Underground Railroad, Part 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. The Underground Railroad, Part 4 by William Still, Section 40. Letters to the Writer westmoreland terrace december twenty eighth eighteen sixty my esteemed friend i received thy touching letter of the tenth instance a few days since and hasten to assure thee of our heartfelt sympathy and most lively interest in the present tremendous state of things around you at the same time i cannot tell thee how glad and thankful we feel that with god's help thou art determined to persevere and not in any way flinch in this day of sore trial be thou faithful unto death and i will give thee a crown of life be strong fear not in the fear of the lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge one thing too is sure that all things will work together for the good of those who may love their lord that he will never never forsake them whatever their outward trials may be i think dear friend thou shouldst be careful not to be about alone particularly in the evening we heard from w s bailey the other day and he spoke of the advantage of several kind friends sticking close to him under recent circumstances at alexandria when he was exposed to the spite and rage of slaveholding bullies would it not be well to make a habit in the evening in particular of you who are marked men going about in little companies wicked men are generally cowards and i think would hesitate more to do a bad act in the presence of observers i think thou wouldst receive a little letter from me a day or two after thine was written through our friend samuel rhodes enclosing seven pounds for the fugitives five pounds for thy own use and two pounds for the vigilance committee this letter of mine was sent off about the twelfth ultimo but i conclude was not delivered till just after thine was written it is well to keep us fully informed of your circumstances whether favorable or more appalling i do not intend to put anything of a private character into print but private confidence is the creed in england and thou needst not fear my abusing it i enclose the only paper that we have printed that thou mayst see there is nothing to fear thou wilt observe there is no reference either to thine own name or to philadelphia and people here are not very familiar with american topography i am sending w s bailey one of the same papers by today's mail we have merely a limited number of them printed i cannot very well obtain money from my friends with numerous home claims constantly pressing on them without having something to show some fugitives are now beginning to reach england a gentleman in london wrote to me a day or two ago to know if we could find a berth for a fine fellow who had just applied to him he had arrived by steamer from new york after residing there for three years a policeman in the street good-naturedly whispered to him his own name and then that of his masters he was sure that peril was at hand and that having been branded for escaping before he should be whipped to death if taken again so he packed up his little wardrobe and embarked for england immediately another poor fellow is in this town recently from charleston 
whence he escaped among some cotton bales to Grinook. He is getting fair wages in the saw-yard, and likes England very well if it were not for the thought of his poor wife and children still in slavery. We invited him the other day to a working men's tea-party, where I had been asked to make tea for them, and he gave us quite an able account of his travels. The men kindly invited him to join their benefit club, and told him they would like to have a colored brother amongst them. Art thou not thinking, dear friend, of asking your people to emigrate to the African coast, or the West India Islands? Two gentlemen in London are writing most warmly about this. I wrote Mr. Fitzgerald's address on the enclosed paper. Instead of being colonizationists in the objectionable sense, he and Mrs. Bowen are burning with love to your people, and are fervently desirous of doing them all the good they can. I cannot see why little united parties should not promptly emigrate under the wing of these gentlemen. Assure those who think and feel with thee, dear friend, and are nobly determined to suffer rather than to sin, that according to our very small ability we will not desert them in their hour of trial and danger. We commend them to him who can do for them a thousand times more, and better than we can either ask or think. With our united kindest remembrance, sincerely, Anna H. Richardson, Westmoreland Terrace, Newcastle on Tyne, March sixteenth, 1860. We have lately read the life of thy brother and sister, Peter and Vina Still, dear friend, with the deepest interest. It is a most touching and beautiful book, and we think should be either reprinted in England or sent over here very largely. My husband and I are hardly acquainted with a volume more calculated to stir up the British mind on the subject of slavery. Great Britain is just now getting really warm on the anti-slavery subject, and is longing to shake herself from being so dependent as hitherto on slave produce. Why, oh, why should not the expatriated blacks go to free countries and grow produce for themselves and for everybody who requires it? Why not, in time, become merchants and princes in those countries? I am told, as a secret, that this subject is likely, ere long, to be taken up in high quarters in England. We are feeling hopeful, dear friends, about thy crushed and persecuted people, for surely God is working for them by ways and means that we know not. I have been careful to keep it in private circles, but thy valuable letter of last July has been read by many with the deepest interest. A dear young lady from Dublin is by my side, and has but this minute returned it to me. It is but a little, but I have gathered four pounds by its perusal here and there. I am not able to forward so small a sum in this letter, but some way wish to send two pounds of this amount for thy own use, and the other two pounds for your vigilance committee. It so happens that we have not anything for the better from our own anti-slavery association this year. Very sincerely, thy friend, my dear husband, uniting in kind regards, Anna H. Richardson, Woodhouse, near Newcastle, May 3, 1860, an occasional rural residence of ours, five miles from home. To William Still, I have again to thank thee, dear friend, for a kind letter, and for the perusal of three letters from thy fugitive friends. It must be truly cheering to receive such and their warm and affectionate gratitude must be as rich reward for many anxieties. 
i conclude that it is not necessary for those letters to be returned but should it be so let me know and i will be on the lookout for some private opportunity of returning them to philadelphia such occur now and then we like to see such letters they assist us to realize the condition of these poor wanderers i am sorry for not having explained myself distinctly in my last the promised four pounds were for the fugitives being gathered from various christian friends who gave it me for their particular use but we wished half of that sum to be laid out as on a previous occasion at thy own discretion irrespective of the vigilance committee i have now another one pound to add to the latter half and would gladly have enclosed a five pound note in this envelope but we are rather afraid of sending the actual money in letters and our london bankers do not like to remit small sums i shall continue to watch for the first opportunity of forwarding the above our valued friend samuel rhodes has been lately in heavy sorrow i send this through his medium but fear to add more lest i should make his letter too heavy with our united kind regards very truly thy friend anna h richardson fifty four westmoreland terrace june eighth eighteen sixty dear friend william still it is a good plan to send me these interesting communications the letter to your coadjutor at elmira reached us a few days since that depot must not be allowed to go down if it be possible for this to be prevented perhaps j w jones might be encouraged by a gift from england that is by a little aid from this country expressly for the fugitives being put into his hands if you think so i am sure my friends would approve of this and you can use your own discretion in giving him our gifts in one sum or by detached remittances the greatest part of the money on hand has come in from the private perusal of thy interesting letters and my friends simply gave my husband and me their money for the fugitives leaving the exact disposal of it to our own discretion it has struck me of late that if i may be allowed to print occasional extracts from thy letters with the other anti-slavery information it would greatly facilitate the obtaining of pecuniary aid as it is i can lend a private letter to a trustworthy friend but if by any chance this letter got lost it would be awkward and it is also impossible of course to lend the original in two quarters at once then again the mechanical trouble of making copies of letters is not convenient much sedentary employment does not suit my health and i cannot manage it i have been thinking of late that if my friends in various parts of the country could be supplied with a small quarto an occasional printed letter for private circulation it would save a great deal of trouble and probably bring in considerable aid my husband and i have long been accustomed to preparing tracts and small periodicals for the press so that i think we know exactly what ought to be made public and what not if thou likest to give me this discretionary power do so and i will endeavor to exercise it wisely and in a way that i feel almost certain would be in accordance with thy wishes the sum now remitted through our friend samuel rhodes is eight pounds of this we should like three pounds to be placed at thy own discretion for the benefit of the fugitives three pounds if you approve it in a similar way to be handed to j w jones and two pounds as formerly to be handed to the philadelphia vigilance committee the latter is not however as in past times 
from the Newcastle Anti-Slavery Society, for, I am sorry to say, it is not a sufficiently pains-taking and executive little body, but more apt to work by fits and starts, but from our private friends who kindly place their money in our hands as their anti-slavery stewards. My friend S.R. will therefore kindly hand for us three pounds for William Still, for fugitives, three pounds for J.W. Jones, for fugitives, two pounds for the Philadelphia Vigilance Committee, for fugitives, total eight pounds. We are very sorry for thee to have to incur so much persecution. Be of good cheer, the right will eventually triumph, if not in this world, in that day when all shall be eventually righted on our Lord's right hand. Oh, for ability in the meantime to love him, trust him, confide in him implicitly. Many thanks for the anti-slavery standards. No one in this town takes them in. Consequently, we only see them occasionally. Do any tidings reach you of our friend Frederick Douglass? We heard from him from Portland, but are anxiously looking for another letter. He always spoke of thee, my friend, very kindly, and one day, when some money had been given to him for fugitives, said, You shall have part of this, if you like, for William Still. But I said, No, I will try and get some elsewhere for him. Douglas left us in April, after losing his little Annie, but wished his visit to be kept private, and hoped to be able to return to England in August. My husband and I will agree with F.D. in political matters. We are not disunionists, but want to mend your corrupted government. With kind regards, sincerely thy friend, A.H.R. We are well acquainted with William and Ellen Craft. They have just sent us their little book. Newcastle, 5th month, 2, 1861. W. Still, dear friend, that poor fellow who was so long secreted, had been often in my thoughts when laying this case of the fugitives before our friends. I should like thee to feel at liberty to replace the remainder of the twenty-five dollars from the accompanying ten pounds, which I have much pleasure in forwarding, but think it better to mention that it may perhaps be the last remittance for some little time from this quarter, as I do not at present see any immediate opening for getting more. Our worthy friend, W. S. Bailey, has lately been here, and Dr. Cheever and W. H. Day are expected in a week or two. From London, too, there are very earnest appeals to assist the African Anti-Slavery Society. Thank thee for the newspapers and thy last kind note. I think thou rather overrates my little services. What crisis is coming? Oh, what will the end be? With our united best wishes, thy sincere friend, Anna H. Richardson. Seven pounds of this money is from some personally unknown friend at Lancaster. Five pounds from two nice little children of my acquaintance. 54 Westmoreland Terrace. Newcastle-on-Tyne, October tenth, 1862. I have pleasure, dear friend, in sending you five pounds for your contrabands, in response to your last letter of the 17th Ultima. It is not much, but may be a little help. It will be forwarded by our valued and mutual friend, H. H. Garnett, to whom I am sending a remittance for his contrabands by the same mail. 
we shall be interested in any particulars you may like to send us of these poor creatures but at the same time i dare not hold out any hopes of considerable assistance from england for our own manufacturing districts are in a starving state from the absence of the accustomed supply of cotton until this has been grown in other quarters they will continue to have a strong claim on every thoughtful mind some of us would rather work with your colored people in your own cause than with any one else for we do not like the war and do not at all approve of the american churches committing themselves to it so fearfully if your president had but taken the step at first he is taking now what rivers of blood might have been stayed it is remarkable how you as a people have been preserved for each other without having your own hands stained with blood but as to expatriation the very thought of it is foolish you have been brought to america not emigrated to it and who on earth has any possible right to send you away some of us are almost as much displeased with the north for talking of this as with the south for holding you in slavery what can we say to you but watch and pray hope and wait and surely in his own good time the most high will make you a pathway out of trouble we are delighted to hear of the good behavior of your people wherever they have a fair chance of acting on the borders as upright men and christians very sincerely your friend to William Still, Anna H. Richardson. End of section 40.